and good afternoon, my beauty professionals. Thank you for joining in on Miss V's Real Beauty Talk. And today we're going to be picking up where we left off last week, which was stateboard written, what to expect. And so far we've gone over 70% of what you need to know for your written exam. Uh, and remember, we went over the four top texts that they are using as resources to derive their questions from. So if you're using any one of those four, you're in good shape because they're in the top four. There's actually more than four resources, but I go by the top four. I know that Miladies is an excellent source and that is actually what I'm working with right now. Pivot Point is also an excellent source. Um, I have taught with both and they both kind of go hand in hand. The only difference with Pivot Point is it kind of simplifies and breaks it down a little better, whereas Milady gives you a little more information. So it's all in preference of the school and what they want to use. Both of them are great companies. So we went over scientific concepts, which is 30% of your exam. Remember all that included disinfection, sanitation, uh, anatomy and physiology, knowing your chemistry of different products. So that was that. And then your 40% was your hair care and services. We went over that, tools used in hair care services, uh, hair design, shampooing, conditioning, draping, all that kind of stuff you want to know in that part. Chemical services and your different chemicals. And I also gave you the chapters that you can look from. However, remember those were chapters if you're using the Milady textbook. Um, but just know that whatever category I was telling you, if you're, let's say you're using Pivot Point, Pivot Point's chapters are not too far off from Milady, but uh, you just will look up those chapters shampooing and draping, you know, your perms, that type of stuff. So this week we are going to get started on skincare and nail care, which both categories are 15% each. And I am telling you this because if you are someone who is going back to state board, let's say you let your license lapse and you haven't been to state board in years, you don't know what to study, you're not going back to school, you've tried contacting people to help you to know what to study, uh, this, this is what that's for if you're from out of the country and you've just moved to California and you need to get your license, that's for that as well. Also, if you're in school and, you know, usually in the beginning, the freshmen are asking, what do I need to know for a state board? And they're freaking out already. And that's normal. Um, and I encourage freshman students, honestly, to start their studying journey. You know, don't get bored in theory class and don't ignore theory class because that's very important. Really, the, the necessity of your theory class is to prepare you for your state board written, right? And then when you go out on the senior floor, that's when you kind of do the fun stuff and work on clients and 
learn a little advanced techniques and all that. But then towards the end of your journey, you're going back to the basics and you're starting to prep for state board. So my biggest advice would be don't wait, don't wait until the last minute to start studying for your state board. Don't do that. Okay. Um, because it will help you in the long run if you attend theory and you study on your own, even if it's 15 minutes a day, because everybody has lives and people are busy and I get all that. 10 to 15 minutes a day, tops. Studying the subject that you're on and making flashcards and you'll breeze through the written. You remember you have 90 minutes which they cut it down. It used to be two hours, so that's something new. So anyway, we're getting back on to skincare services, 15%, what you need to know. Let me take a sip of coffee. The first thing you wanna know is client consultation, analysis and documentation for skincare services. That includes evaluating the condition of your client's skin, the skin condition, identify contraindications. So an example of contraindications, and what that means is they have something going on with their skin that you can't work on, right? So for instance, um, if someone has moles, you can work on them, you can give them a facial you can wax around the mole, but if there's hairs coming out of the mole, you should not wax over it. You're not supposed to. That's It's considered a contraindication. The reason for that is if you wax over a mole or you tweeze the hair out, it can cause excessive bleeding. So just remember that. And that's because hair is attached to blood vessels and it, if they're on any medications or anything, it can excessively bleed and it's not good. Okay, um, disorders and diseases. You want to be able to know those. Determine services and products. Establish and maintain client records. So, for example, their service history, the client card, medical history. You want to know all of that. And all that goes on the client record. So when they come in, let's say if it's a regular, when they come in, you should be able to, whether it's electronic or manually, where I'm coming from, we always had manual files, paper files of every client that was a regular. And they would fill out an extensive form that, you know, very thorough if you have any medical conditions, if you're on any medication, if you're pregnant, if you're breastfeeding, if you're, you know, on birth control, all these things, if you're on acne medicine, what kind of acne medicine, and all this stuff, I always admired that about the skincare department, very thorough, and it should be, because certain services, you want to be able to determine if you can do that or not. Let's say, for example, if they're on a certain acne medication, and it can irritate their skin if you waxed, and it, because it may thin their skin out. So if you wax their skin, you could cause excessive bleeding from that and rip some of their skin off. So these are reasons that you want to know things like that. Um, let's see. 
tools used for skincare services. You want to be able to identify the function of your tools, the purpose, and how to disinfect the tools. You want to know the equipment, uh, for example, chair, steamer. There's different tools like galvanic and high frequency. So those are tools as well that you want to know how to use. Uh, implements such as tweezers, brushes, and extractors. Supplies, products, and materials. So for example, your creams, your mask, your towels, body and hair drapes proper disinfection procedures, recognize and understand safe practices for the use of the tools, your equipment, so there's microdermabrasion, there's galvanic, there's high frequency, there's the LED light. So they wanna make sure that you know properly how to disinfect and how to use them. Your implement supplies and that you are practicing ergonomics. So what's the proper ergonomics for doing a facial or waxing for that matter? Okay, facial skincare services. You want to uh, know applying knowledge of principles, procedures, and safety for cleansing, for steaming, exfoliation, extraction, massage, masks, hair removal and in the hair removal category you want to know about tweezing about using depilatories that's like a nair and veet for hair removal you want to know how to use hard wax which is strip less wax you want to know how to use soft wax which is strip wax meaning when you're waxing you're using a strip to remove the hair you want to know about makeup applications. You want to know about electrical equipment. So again, that's your, your uh, galvanic, your high frequency, your LED light, and there's plenty more microdermabrasion. Um, so there's a lot of that. And now in your textbook, I know it talks about different types of hair removal. But on here, so it's good, you don't really have to know too much about the permanent hair removal like your lasers and um, you know they have something in there with the electric tweezers and all that so you don't have to know that just your basic hair removal and your electrical equipment so that is all combined in your skincare services that's 15% of your test for this whole section I wrote down if you're studying in the Miladies chapter uh, textbook chapters 8 23 and 22 all right so let me take a sip of coffee and then I can tell you about nail care all right so for the nail care services same thing it's 15 percent you want to know about client consultations, analysis, and documentation for nail care services. Believe it or not, you are supposed to have files on your clients that come in for acrylics and gels. So any chemicals, manicures and pedicures, not so much. But if you're that kind of nail tech or Cosmo who does nails, and you like to have a record on all your clients. So if you took a vacation and one of your coworkers are going to be taking care of your clients, 
then you would know exactly, they would know exactly what you're doing for your clients. Let's say if your client has a favorite color that she uh, likes to get all the time or, you know, just to have for your own records, it's good to have. So you want to know evaluating the condition of your client's nails to be able to identify any contraindications. So remember that is relating to diseases and disorders. Now remember this too, I forgot to tell you this in the skincare part. Disorders, most of the time you can work on. The only time you can't work on it is if there's any open wounds, inflammation, or infection. Now here's where it gets tricky and I don't wanna get too far off. Inflammation and infection happen at the same time a lot of times, but they are not the same. So inflammation is redness, swelling, really puffy, hot to the touch. Infection is when you see pus, which pus is really dead white blood cells that have been trying to fight whatever bacteria has gotten into your your skin or your system. And so then uh, in the elevation of the inflammation, they have died. And now you see this white fluid coming out. So those are the cases in disorders that you would not work on your client. Another thing I wanna bring up before I forget also, when you're working on someone, remember, we as cosmetologists, nail techs or estheticians can never diagnose anything unless you are a doctor, right? So it's possible because there's doctors who have left their career and, and they've and nurses that have become cosmetologists or I should say, yeah, made that career shift, wanted to become cosmetologists. But as cosmetologists, we cannot diagnose. So we can say it looks like you may have, but you can't diagnose. That's just a little side note. Diseases, most of the time you cannot work on because there's some kind of oozing or opening uh, wounds because of the disease. So it just depends. But remember your golden rule is any inflammation, infection, or open wounds, you can't work on it anyway. So you have to be able to um, know those in your textbook. How do you get to know those? Make flashcards. Are is every one of them going to end up being on your test? No, probably about two to three questions out of the disorders, right? But you still need to know them all because you don't know which two to three they're going to ask about. Determine services and products. Establish, maintain client records, service history, client card, and medical history. You want to know the tools used in nail care services. Identify the function, purpose, and infection control procedures of the tools. The equipment that you're using, so your workstation, your pedicure uh, basin or tub that you're using. Implements that you need for a manicure and a pedicure. So the example for that is nippers or nail files. And... You want to know the supplies, products, and materials such as towels, creams, polishes, proper disinfection procedures for manicures and pedicures, 
Recognize and understand safe practices for use of tools. So for example, your equipment, your implements, your supplies, and learning your ergonomics. Ergonomics for manicure and pedicure, sitting properly. Um, are you hunched over while you're doing a manicure on your client? Or do you bring your client's hands over to you for ergonomic sake apply knowledge of principles procedures and safety for application maintenance and removal of nail enhancements so uh, that would be your nail tips and your acrylics do you do like they do in the nail shops and just rip the tips off or would you soak them off acrylics do you pop them off do you take a nail tip and scoop it under and pop it off or do you soak them off and that's what you need to know so for this if you are studying out of the Milady's textbook or you have one it's chapters 26 27 and 28 um, and also 25 because 25 is for manicuring and then chapter 10 is your nail disorders right so 26 is pedicuring 27 I want to say is nail tips and 28 is your acrylics so just note that for studying and that's all for studying for your state board so I hope that this podcast and the last one part one what to know to study you know for your written exam that this really helps whoever is wondering what should I study are you going to memorize the whole book I'm not gonna say no because there are some really genius people out there that may memorize the whole textbook but is it required no you want to look through these chapters because you should be going through these in theory class but some schools are not uh, I've had many students come to me and say they didn't really have theory you know they just came to school and did hands-on which is a total disservice to the student however I am giving you the tools to know on your own this is what you should study and if perchance your school does offer theory please show up to theory learn and pay attention to theory because that is your preparation for your written state board however I would never just say only take away that hour of study and that's gonna you know help you pass your written you have to set time to study on your own as well it's a you know 100 100 thing I don't believe in 50 50 you give a hundred percent me as the educator should give a hundred percent and together we help you become a successful cosmetologist esthetician or manicurist but cosmetologist I say because I'm a cosmetologist but I have knowledge in all three fields and that is what we specialize in right now they have not changed it to just hairstyling right now so this is what you need to know to become a licensed cosmetologist and you have to do your part I've heard a lot of times the student will blame the educator and what they're saying is valid may be true however ask yourself are you as the student doing the best that you can do 
You know, like I'm in school, I'm 49 years old. And when I feel like the teacher is not doing their part, which so far I've had good teachers, just one bad one that I had to leave the class, actually two, I'm sorry, I had to leave the class and go to another one. But I also check myself, am I doing the work or really trying to put in my best effort? And if the answer is yes, then I have to move on, you know? So always remember that. I used to tell the students when we were physically in class, yeah, you could say that about your teacher. However, when you're out there on the floor and they call you for a client, are you enthused about going to see your client? Are you studying and doing what it takes for you to get to where you need to be as well? You can't just give up and say, oh, you know, well, I'm not learning anything. So I'm just going to, you know, get my hours and do nothing. Don't do that. If that is, you know, who you are as a person, that's on you. But you have to fight for it and you have to want it, you know. And it's sad, unfortunately, that there are some teachers out there who don't care. Uh, But there's a lot of teachers who do care and don't get the credit. So just know that also. And I am one teacher who cares and I want to help and I have fun with this. It is enjoyable to me to help people. So that is why I'm doing the podcasting, the YouTubes and all of that. Uh, So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions just to give you an idea of, uh, you know, the sample questions that you may have. And uh, we'll end it there. So what is another name for the dermis layer of the skin? The answers that they have as possibilities is A, spiny layer, B, horny layer, C, true skin, and D, basal cell. The answer is C, true skin. All right, the next one, the massage movement intended to soothe muscles is A, petrosage, B, tapotement, C, friction, or D, effleurage. The answer is D, effleurage. D is in dog. Sometimes my D's sound like B, so I just want you to know. And the last one, What product can be used to equalize the porosity of the hair? A, shampoo, B, fillers, C, lightener, D, developer. That sounds familiar. I may have asked you that one already. The answer is B, fillers. So that is it, guys, for this round of Miss V's Real Beauty Talk. And I want to encourage you guys, those of you who are in our industry, to keep your eyes open for this Senate Bill number 803. It was introduced by Senator Roth in February of 2021, 
What I don't understand about these politicians is why they are so involved in our industry and they know nothing about it. But just keep your eyes open on that. They are uh, wanting to cut down the hours for training. They are wanting to, and for some people that may be good, they're wanting to cut out, you know, in other words, um, cosmetology and add on uh, hairstyling. So whoever wants to go to school just for hairstyling, which is a good thing, I think. But they want to cut it down to a thousand hours. Maybe that's why, because they're removing hairstyling. I don't know what's going on. So don't quote me on that. But look that bill up on the State Board website. And it is Bill 803. It's a Senate bill. That's a lot of stuff going on that they're trying to do. uh, That's not going to be very good for us they're trying to stop licensing for haircutting which is going to be horrible uh, because it takes skills to learn how to hold your shears you know how to use those shears you don't just go in chopping people's hair off you have to be safe for yourself for your client you have to know how to clean your shears you know there's a lot of licensed barbers out there that don't even clean their clippers so let alone not being licensed for that at all it's going to be um, not good. So I'm not going to spend an hour talking about that. But I just want to warn you and tell you, look it up for yourself. Keep your eyes open, guys. Thank you so much. Don't forget, check me out on YouTube, Ms. V's. Um, I was about to say Real Beauty Talk. Ms. V's Beauty Tutorials, where I do classes on state board. I do procedures. And I am just getting started I have a lot to show, a lot to teach, a lot to tell. So I look forward to speaking to you guys next week. And I'm not sure yet what I'm going to come to you with next week. But you can be sure that I will be here. You guys have a great week. And thank you so much for listening. Bye.